Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. and say that I need I need God in my life. And I wanted to kind of walk through three things tonight. Tonight's not going to be a big teaching. It's not going to be a, a big, long sermon, but it's going to be a little bit more of a, of a guided time inside the presence of God because that's what we're in right now. We're sitting in God's presence and I wanted to share some scripture with you and I want you to sit in this. So if you need to have a seat, you can take a moment just to sit inside his presence. But I want to offer maybe three challenges, three challenges that apply to us tonight, that apply to you, that apply to, to, to us even when we leave. And the first thing is this, it's, it's radical humility. It starts with radical humility. And what, is that, what does that really tangibly look like? I wanted to read something out of 2 Samuel. If you got your Bible, you can open it up. You can follow along in the text. Maybe you want to just read it on the screen. But I wanted to offer a thought. I wanted to offer something inside the scripture of, about how we come with radical humility, about how we don't come into God's presence casually. And it says this, and it says, David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, 30,000. He and all his men went to Bela and Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new car. What's the ark of God? You see this as the ark of the covenant or the ark of God. You see this in the Old Testament with the ark of God or the ark of the, of, of the covenant meant that really it's in a sense, it's just the presence of God. The, the ark of God, the ark of the covenant meant the, the, the presence of God. So learning how to, how do we carry, how do we carry the presence of God? We know that God's presence is here, but, but, but how do we walk forward in that? And they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab. Anybody reading the Old Testament and you like get distracted because you can't pronounce all the names? <laughs> You're like, I don't know what this name means. <laughs> you totally lost the point of the whole scripture. Well, don't worry. <laughs> if you don't know how to pronounce it, welcome home. <laughs> I know people who, uh, one of my best friends actually in college, he was, uh, was actually dyslexic and we had to write out all the books of the Bible in order in New Testament. His name was Matthew, that, that was his name. And the, the first book of the Bible he had to write was Matthew. And we got it wrong if you spelled the, the names, the book of the names wrong. And he actually spelled Matthew wrong. 
And I was like, bro, like it's your own name. It's like a, that's like a free space and bingo. Like you can't not get that. Uh, so if you feel like, I don't know, man, I can't even pronounce. I don't know what some of these names are. Don't worry. We'll go through it together. And I want to camp out in this verse. Picking back up where it says, they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it. And Ahio was walking in front of it. David and all of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord. You get to see all these, what are these? They're all instruments. <laughs> It'd be like our modern day acoustic guitar and keys. But when they came to the threshing floor of Nikon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. And the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. But what's happening here? They know that the presence of God is there. They know that the ark of the covenant, the ark of God meant that the presence of God was there. Well, he, he did something when the presence of God basically fell because the oxen stumbled. He just thought that, well, I can just pick it back up. My intentions are good, but he forgot about the majesty and how holy God was. He forgot about, oh my gosh, I cannot, I can't manage the presence of God. The presence of God can speak for itself, but I cannot go ahead and I cannot carry it however I want to carry it. And you see that it's kind of this confusing passage. We see David and later on this passage just kind of cries out like his intentions were good, but what God actually instructed in Numbers was to not carry the presence of God this way. And it goes on in this and later on in 2 Samuel. Again, this is a thought I want us to chew on. It says, now King David was told the Lord had blessed the house. Again, this is going on after the fact of how they mishandled the, the, the presence of God. And I wanna skip into when it says, when those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. See, the way that we, before, when the ark of God was on the covenant, well, if it fall, whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty casual about the presence of God. Well, now that God revealed himself as, hey, I'm, I'm on the throne. Like, my name is pretty powerful. No one can really understand my majesty, really in a sense of don't carry my presence casually. Don't carry my presence casually. And what a, a radical humility says is that God, I am not gonna take your presence casually. But when I come in, God, I, I humble myself before you. When I come into your presence, God, that there is a, I have to come with a need. That when you're on the throne, I'm not on the throne. When you reign above it all, I sure don't. And when David finally sees this majesty of the Lord unfold, well, now David handles it differently. We don't just casually put God on a cart, but now every six steps, there's a sacrifice. They carry the presence of God a whole lot more delicately. When they understood the majesty of God, they carried it a lot more delicately. It's an invitation for us because some of us in this room, you're like, I, I kind of want God to move, but in a sense, there might be places of your life where you come to God way too casually. You've put God on a cart and you wheel it around however you want to. 
And now when it comes to the presence of God, I want to manufacture it however I want it to. And I'm going to go to God's presence so I can use it in the areas of my life. And God is saying, whoa, 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 hang on. Don't take my presence casually. Don't take my presence casually. What does radical humility mean? It means that we come before God and we say, God, you, you're on the throne. Your name is powerful. Your name has the ability to raise people from the dead. Your name has the ability to heal people. Your name is above every other name. That, that is who we sing to. That is the name above names. And when you sit inside his presence, all you do is you join the angels when they sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And they've been doing it forever and ever and ever. And guess what? They're not bored. And maybe some of you are wired like me. You get distracted. Anybody get distracted? You're like, ah, one thing on the next. It's like, I'm, I'm praising Jesus, golden retriever. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, my mind goes somewhere else. <laughs> when it comes to abiding in the presence of God, it just makes sense when you're in his presence because you don't want to leave it. But in the sense when you, it feels like it's been a long time since you've been in God's presence, you almost don't know how to carry it anymore. You don't even know what it looks like because you feel shameful. I haven't spent time with God in a week. I guess I'm just gonna give him and pay all my debts. <laughs> I guess God's mad at me because I haven't prayed to him today. I guess God has less favor over me today because I didn't pray yesterday. I guess that God's not gonna do a breakthrough in my life because I haven't spent time reading my Bible. We dictate the majesty of God based on how much we've approached him. And all tonight is, it's an invitation to three things. The first thing is this radical humility. So I wanna take a moment, I want you to begin to pray that God's in the room. We're gonna steward this, we're gonna sit in his presence by coming in radical humility. So I want us to pray and I want you to engage in that. Whatever it is that puts your body in the posture of a radical humility, of saying, God, I'm, I, have, I have put idols in my life there are things that I put above you. There are priorities that I put above you. There are things that I have put in your way and God wants no other place but first place. So I'm gonna walk us through. We're just gonna begin to pray. Pray for a radical humility. Right where you're at, right where you're sitting. And we're gonna ask God for a radical humility. Begin to ask him. If you gotta pray out loud, you can pray out loud. If you gotta pray sitting, then you can sit. If you want to pray standing, you can stand. But we're going to ask for a radical humility. So begin to pray to God and ask for it. move of God starts with a radical humility. As I pray, you can pray. But God, we put you first. In every area of your life, God, we put you first. God, if we put finances as a bigger priority than you, 
God, we just surrender with radical humility, saying that you are enough, you are everything. God, the areas of our life where we put our job over you, we put calling over you. God, we say, we lay that down. God, you, again, you're on the throne. You take first. The job that we have, the calling that you've given us, God, it's yours anyways. You gave it to us, it's not ours to own. So God, we just come with radical humility saying that God, everything that we have is yours. God, you gave us the very breath in our lungs. space to move. Give God space to speak to you. Maybe it's been a few days and you haven't heard the voice of God. Maybe it's been a few months. Maybe it's been a long time. Just sit in this moment and allow God to speak to you. When it comes to radical humility, Begin to say the names of God, that he's Jehovah Jireh, that he's more than enough. Begin to declare the things right now about who God is to you, that he is the healer, that he is the provider, he is the sustainer. second thing is this, it's radical humility and then it moves into honest confession. An honest confession, I wanna read something in the book of Joel, maybe it's just a, I've never seen that book before, never read that book before. I wanna highlight a passage of what honest confession might look like and it says this, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your heart and not your garments. See, in that day and age, in that culture, what they would do is when they come before the Lord and they would say, God, we need you and God, I need to have breakthrough, what they would do in their culture is that they would literally rip their clothes, they, they, they would rip their garments. Now that'd be super weird if we did that today. <laughs> so we're not gonna rip our clothes. <laughs> Some of you are like, bro, I'm out. This is a weird church, bro, I am not about this. <laughs> What he's getting at is says, rend your heart, meaning open up your heart. When it comes to honest confession, that it's it requires you to be honest. It requires you to rend your heart, to be open. What are the things in me that I gotta bring before the Lord? Maybe there is sin in my life that I have to bring before God. Maybe there are things that that I just been choosing to like, I've been choosing to accept, I've been choosing to pursue. And a move of God happens with radical humility and honest confession. So when you step inside God's presence, sometimes it means that you just, you just confess the things that you've chosen to cling to. You've confessed the sin that you just have so desired to, to pursue after. 
So we're going to begin to pray and pray and, and ask God and, and confess those things to him. In this very moment, begin to confess the sin. Confess the things. And maybe you got to pull other people in. Maybe you got to pull the person, the friend next to you. You got you to rely on the person next to you and say, hey, this is just what's going on in my life. I got to confess this. I, I need you to pray over me. So begin to come before the Lord with honest confession. God, we confess our sin to you. God, we confess the sin that's awkward to say publicly in front of other people, but if people knew it, we'd feel so shameful. God, we confess idols that have been in our life. God, we confess pride. We confess lust, God, we confess greed. We confess bitterness. If there's areas of bitterness in your life, begin to confess that, lay it before the Lord. It starts with a radical humility and honest confession. The third thing I want to lead us in as we sit inside God's presence is a hunger for more. It's radical humility, honest confession, and a hunger for more. Begin to ask for more of God. If you would ask, God would give. I want to sit in this moment. I want you to just begin to ask more of God in your life. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Ask him to fill him up with more of himself and less of yourself. Ask him to begin to pour his spirit out upon you. Ask him to bring freedom. Ask him to bring breakthrough. Ask him for more of the Holy Spirit. Listen, nobody can, de can determine the level of hunger that you have. No one can dictate the hunger level that you have for God. Jesus died on that cross, he died for every obstacle. He died for every sin. And he died for every obstacle in the way except for your own hunger. You determine that. God died for everything except for that because that's up to you, how much you want of God. So begin to ask that God would pour his Holy Spirit out upon the room. Ask him that he'd pour his spirit out upon your life. So God, we just come before you, God, and we ask God, we ask for more of you. God, we ask for your spirit in this room. We ask for your Holy Spirit to come, God, and, and, and minister to our own hearts. The places we feel broken, oh God, fill us up again. The places we feel insecure, God, would you give us a confidence. God, would you give us a joy? The places of anxiety, God, would you give us a peace? The places of confusion, God, would you give us wisdom? I believe there's things that 
are standing in between the way between you and God, there's just, there's a barrier. Whatever that barrier is, whether it be anxiety, it be the need for control, it be your own frustration, it be your own anger, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit, if you had asked for more, he'd come and knock that wall down. God, we just ask that you'd come and God, you'd move in this room. God, we'd ask that your spirit would rest upon your people. That God, we would inhabit your praise. We have people, God, who would inhabit your presence. And if God, if anything out of the night, we just came and we just got to sit in your presence to experience freedom because we know that you give it. God, there's victory there. So I invite you to stand in the room. We're gonna jump back into worship again through music and we're just gonna sing this out the son of suffering, that what Jesus came to do, it was on the cross and it was by his stripes that were healed, is by his power. And we're just gonna have a moment. We're just gonna sit inside God's presence for a second. Before we leave tonight, we're just gonna declare, maybe for you, Scott, I just gotta sing this out. I just gotta, I gotta remind myself about who God is to me. It starts with a radical humility and honest confession and a hunger for more. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12Stone. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.